Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Defeating writer's block is easy to say, not so easy to do. We writers have to discover the problem we're having with those pesky little words. First, we have to find them, and they do like to hide. Second, we have to write them down, whether in a notebook or straight to the keyboard. That's a whole problem on its own. We can't count the block as a simple disruption, a wholesale explosion of our writing time. It's the desire and the initiative to write that's the problem. In our diagnostic quiz at the end of the introduction segment, the weakness of our desire, the weakness of our initiative, are driving factors that keep us out of our chair. Type 1 of writer's block is writer's refusal, and I consider it the easiest of the blocks to diagnose, admit, and defeat. Type 2 is a harder block to defeat. What is the type 2 block? Writer's procrastination. Writer's procrastination is worse than simple writer's refusal, but it is also one that we should kick ourselves for having. This is a problem that we can control, just as we can control refusal. Unlike the previous problem, however, it requires a change of our mindset, and our mindset can be a bugbear to change. What has to change? First, While procrastination is defined as putting off something until a later time, we have to understand that true procrastination is not just delaying and delaying. We delay things all the time. When we come home after a stressful day of work and say, my brain is fried, I'll balance my bank account tomorrow. That delay means that we need a break and we give in to it. We do get to the task we delay, usually within a couple of days. Delay is also what a teenager does when he won't stop banging on the drums for the five minutes it will take to carry out the trash. That delay is a touch of rebellion. True procrastination not only delays a project, but delays it for so long that the deadline passes. We then blow through a second deadline. And even if we set a third deadline, We don't put impetus behind our work on a project. If some outside force interferes with our writing time, preventing our finishing by the first, second, or even third deadline, and we are still working steadily on the project, then procrastination is not our problem. We are not in a writing slump. We've got an outside force interfering. Call the problem what it is, then try to fix it. Some outside forces cannot be fixed. If income depends on an outside job that consumes our writing time or our writing brain, then carefully weigh the short-term and long-term goals. 
Do not take out a bank loan and a year off from work to pursue a writing dream. Be realistic, for heaven's sake. But the writer's block that is true procrastination, that is fear-driven. Yes, fear-driven. And we call it writer's block to keep from admitting our fears and confronting them. Confronting them is easy. Admitting them is being called half the battle. Our fears relate to the end result. If we didn't fear that result, we would grab the project and finish it in a timely manner. How do we diagnose that we have procrastination? Did you take that diagnostic quiz? Okay, maybe we need a few more examples. Do you have a closet filled with manuscripts that you've never shown anyone? Have you completed NaNoWriMo each year for the past seven years, but you've never gone back and fixed those manuscripts for publication? Have you reached the hard part of your story, jumped past to write other parts, and never come back to finish that hard part? Have you gotten excited about what you're writing, only to lose that excitement a half hour later because you remember someone saying it's not any good? Are you worried that your writing is not good enough because you want it to be perfect? Did you say you need to write, but three hours later you're still a couch potato? And even more of a couch potato another hour after that? While several bloggers have classified the writer's top three fears, or five worst fears, or the ten reasons for writer's block to find, all of those listed fears actually boil down to just two. Only two. That should make them easy to overcome, shouldn't it? Nope. Remember, I said confronting the fear is the easy part. Admitting them is half the battle. Admission is all about our perspective, our mindset. Admission is wanting a goal more than we want the fear. When we admit our writing fears, then we can overcome them. And overcoming procrastination requires a change in our mindset, one small increment at a time. We can change our mindset by setting deadlines and writing every day. Those two commitments, deadlines and nulla die senilinea, will help us keep our impetus as we pursue our goal of professionalism. Any change to our mindset requires devotion, and writer's procrastination requires more devotion to overcome it. It's a real beast. What are the two fears that drive true procrastination? First, fear of failure. When we're working on a heart project, something near and dear to us, we may fear that no one will like or accept what we have to say. Do we fear that no one will buy our writing? Send that manuscript out to traditional publishers. A lucky few of us may be snapped up by editors. Most of us are star-crossed. We face rejection from the traditional publishers. Never fear, indie publishing awaits. When we do our job as writers to put the best product before the public, yet the traditionals say, not this time, but do try us again, then indie publishing is the best route for us. Defeating the fear of failure is simple. If one mountain implodes, find another one to climb. Creative people look for other options.
Only our definition of success matters. As long as we keep writing, we haven't failed. Redefine success into terms that we can control, not terms that are dependent on luck or on someone else's point of view. After all, what is it that we want to achieve? Money? Fame? Those are dependent on hard work, but mostly luck. We can't control luck. Do we want to support ourselves with a writing? That takes an investment of time, the several years necessary to complete several projects, and reach the 20 or 30 books necessary for discoverability. If we remain devoted to our writing, that kind of success will come. Do we want to reach out to others and influence them? Write truth in the best way that we know how. People respond to truth. Our writing may speak to some people and they'll buy it. If not many buy it, marketing may be the problem and not the ideas or the writing itself. Spend non-writing time looking for various ways to market the book. Yes, this is writing just as creating and adhering to a business ledger is part of the writing business. Marketing and budgeting are not fun, but are necessary. Be a professional and handle the necessaries along with the fun. The other type of fear is fear of judgment. Criticism can be worse than fear of failure, which is basically fear of rejection. Let's distinguish between critiques and criticism. Well-intentioned critiques point out flaws. Criticism is people telling us their bad thoughts about our work. Some traditional editors will write a critique with a rejection letter. Take these to heart. Study them. When editors mention ways to improve our writing, we've managed a wonderful thing and touched some part of them. Well-intentioned critiques point out holes in the plot, faults with continuity, illogical actions and reactions of our characters, and info dump, a serious crime. From friends and critique groups to reviewers, these critiques may seem harsh, but are designed to improve the writing. Thank these people. They want to help you. They are helping you. Criticism is different. Criticism denigrates without giving hope for improvement. We have all heard horror stories of evil troll editors who reject with such comments as your writing is atrocious or never send us any more of your work. These are sad people who are interested only in spreading personal misery. Why else would they write something beyond the formula of we're sorry but this writing does not meet what we are looking for? For those of us who have been burned, we may want to say writer's block, when we actually should say evil trolls. Readers can become trolls too. Wannabe writers who never accomplish anything can become trolls. The worst trolls are the fellow writers who are struggling with their own fears. You don't have to go far into writer's message boards before we read about bad reviews, sabotage, and other icky behavior. Dealing with trolls. Some trolls delight in spreading their misery. They delight in causing pain. Edgar Allan Poe called such behavior the imp of the perverse, the little demons inside us 
that enjoy creating painful problems for others. These little demons may call themselves tricksters, but they are nothing like coyote of Native American myth. They have an evil appetite, like a Loki of Norse myth, who has been classified as a trickster, but is actually a shapeshifter, pretending to do good while actually working for evil. Trolls, along with the ones who tell us they could write a better book but never have, are the ones who tell us they figured out everything by page 20 of a 300-page book. Trolls delight in seeing our reaction, especially when it's a dismayed reaction. For the ones who say they could write a better book, or they have a book idea they want to share with us so we can write it, as if we need more ideas, offer to be their first reader when they finish the manuscript, then walk away. For the ones who tell us they figured out the ending or that all romance novels are the same, ask them if they enjoy James Bond movies or see a movie after they've read the book. Those endings are expected. Ask the reason that they stay for those movies. Listen to the answer. Hope they see the connection. Comfort yourself when they do not see it and they will not see it and walk away. For the shapeshifters, we must quietly remove them from our lives. Seriously, do we want such two-faced people around us? They suck creativity dry, and that may be the cause of our procrastination. Evil trolls destroy hope. Avoid them. Challenge the naysayers. Tell them, watch me achieve my dream and know that they are too afraid of their own dreams to pursue them. The right focus turns its lens on every writer's secret monster, writer's block. We say the mantra writer's block doesn't exist, but something more than simple disruptions and distractions can interfere with our writing, creating insurmountable walls. The right focus in the series Defeat Writer's Block analyzes the three most common types of writer's block and offers solutions to overcome and defeat this monster looming over the writer's desk. The best solution, though, is Leo Tolstoy's mantra, No Days Without Lines, Nulla Die Sinalinia. Make that your own mantra. Information for this series comes from host M.A. Lee's guidebook, Think Like a Pro, a new advent for writers showcasing seven lessons to change your perspective from hobby writer to pro writer. See the show notes for links. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. 
Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.